0: This is a Suno India production, and you're listening to the
1: Suno India Show.
0: In July this year, India had its first known case of monkeypox from Kerala. A 35-year-old man who returned from the Middle East was detected with the disease. This case was also the first in the Southeast Asian region. Since then, four cases have been detected, including one in Delhi from a person with no travel history abroad. The World Health Organization has declared monkeypox as a public health emergency of international concern. Nearly 70 countries have reported cases of monkeypox so far. Hi, I'm Menaka Rao, the host of this episode of the Suno India Show. In this episode, we discuss monkeypox. And why is this disease considered a public health concern? And what should be our concerns at an individual level? To find out more, I spoke to Dr. Giridhara Babu. He is the professor and head of life course epidemiology at the Indian Institute of Public Health in Bangalore, which is a constituent of Public Health Foundation of India. Uh... Can you give us a, can you give us a brief understanding of uh, monkeypox, its symptoms, infectivity, prognosis, etc. And you know why is it different from say like chickenpox? And I think the key question is why is it a public health problem?
1: Yeah. So monkeypox belongs to uh, the group. The virus itself belongs to the group of pox viruses. So the one uh, disease that human, uh, I mean humanity has actually suffered and gone through is smallpox, and we have eradicated smallpox in the 70s. Since then, uh, monkeypox was the, the although the name itself is a misnomer. The monkeypox virus uh, is belonging to this group, but it is not predominantly affecting monkeys, or it is not the only monkeys or the reservoirs. Uh, from reptiles to squirrels, all sorts of animals are implicated uh, in the animal to human transmission. Uh, why it is a public health problem? It's mainly because earlier this was limited only to some parts of uh, central West Africa, uh, mostly near uh, the forests where there is frequent interactions between animals and human beings. But now uh, what has happened is it has spread Uh, beyond this endemic region and it has spread uh, to more than 70 countries as we speak. And what is unexplained as if now is why a disease which was limited only to a certain geographical area is now spreading to more countries. That is more concerning than uh, either the mortality or the morbidity or the proportion of people who get infected. Uh, Is this uh, uh, just an investigation which is needed to understand or is it beyond our understanding that there is something else is happening? So, therefore, this becomes important. uh, As uh, Just to uh, remind ourselves, more than 85% of all the future outbreaks are going to be zoonosis, which means diseases which spread between animals and uh, human beings. Having said that, Why is a new disease spreading to more countries? So that's what requires uh, uh, a thorough uh, investigation from a public health point of view. At the same time, uh, is this something that we should be scared of? Uh, Should there be panic? Absolutely not, because COVID-19 could affect almost everybody. Uh, Monkeypox is not like that. Uh, It does not spread to everyone. It spreads only to those who are in direct personal contact, uh, especially touching the skin lesions or through the body fluids or through prolonged uh, contact uh, within uh, a, a closed space. Otherwise, it's very difficult to spread. Therefore, uh, awareness, understanding how the disease spreads, what the symptoms are, are more, far more important than uh, the way we have handled COVID-19 so far. So what are the symptoms? To begin with uh, it's mostly like any other viral illness uh, which means there will be fever muzzle ache weaknesses all that but the distinguishing feature in monkeypox is the swollen lymph nodes lymph nodes are nothing but small glands beneath the skin which uh, are definitely required for normal functioning of the body they get enlarged only when there are infections or uh, uh, malignancies and things like that. So swollen lymph nodes, along with the symptoms of viral uh, illness, should indicate that the beginning of a prodromal uh, phase or the early phase of the illness. Later on, the rashes—at least at least four to five days afterwards—this uh, this rashes develop typically in the face and uh, start uh, expanding to the rest of the body. Again, the distinct feature is the rashes are also seen in palms and soles, compared to chickenpox and measles where the distribution is different and which is uh, very fast in spreading for monkeypox take longer time for uh, the spread dog come. Uh, so this is the distinguishing feature, both lymph nodes and uh, the skin rashes. Skin rashes are very typical. They start, what starts as rash, uh, goes through the complete cycle of macule, papule, and then uh, its uh, scabs formed, and uh, it, they dry off and then they fall off, um, leaving behind a healthy skin which grows later. Uh, unlike the other rashes, where which don't go through these stages. So these are the uh, symptoms. Generally, the incubation period is anywhere between uh, five to twenty-one days. So therefore a person can be infectious even before the rashes develop. Uh, Therefore, it is important to understand uh, the viral uh, illness features along with lymph nodes should trigger some uh, people who have these symptoms to go uh, themselves, get uh, tested or isolate as per the regulation.
0: So, I mean, uh, and also uh, there is some sort of treatment available from what I understand, like,
1: yeah. So you're right. In most cases, as you said, it is self-limiting, which means um, almost almost everybody, barring very few, will recover on their own. Uh, generally, takes three to four weeks. So nothing to panic. Uh, three to four weeks because all the uh, skin lesions, the rashes, what we say, have to become completely normal. And uh, so long as the rashes remain, they remain infective so therefore uh, it's, it's longer than uh, other viral illness but in few individuals uh, in whom uh, there is a compromise in their immunity because of either the diseases that they have or because of uh, a, uh, either congenital feature or due to some other physiological conditions there might be a problem of uh, responding well and they may not completely recover properly. In these individuals, there are a few treatment options. Uh, One is either pre-exposure or post-exposure prophylaxis, which is mostly given as uh, the vaccine. There are also two types of vaccine. Apart from this, uh, there is an antiviral agent called uh, ticovirimat, which is approved by FDA. And uh, this is given to anybody, including children, above uh, uh, three kilograms of weight. Uh, when we use vaccines, there are two vaccines. One vaccine is for smallpox, which is also against, uh, effective against uh, monkeypox. There's another monkeypox specific vaccine, uh, which uh, is licensed to use uh, for healthcare workers, lab workers, and other occupational exposure within the US. Uh, there's also an indication for intravenous uh, vaccinia immunoglobulin, especially for those who have uh, some of the complications uh, and due to the vaccine itself. So uh, vaccine is not uh, as uh, safe as we would like to uh, believe uh, because uh, it's eradicated, smallpox is eradicated. And when we have a vaccine and we want to give, there will be some adverse effect uh, the vaccine itself. So what we need to understand right now is it's not indicated for everyone. Unlike COVID-19 where mass vaccination uh, is the rule for a certain age group and above, uh, it's not the case with monkeypox. Even the antiviral agent is not required in any everyone. It's only few individuals and uh, these uh, indications will be decided by the healthcare practitioners.
0: You know, basically what My understanding has been that, okay, it hardly kills anyone and it's uh, not, so far, not known to cause any long-term morbidity like, you know, we have COVID, long COVID, etc., right? Uh, So, what most public experts like you and everyone else saying that we don't need to panic and we need to be cautious. So, I mean, just to give a sense of what we need to worry about and what we should not. Uh, So... From what I understood is that you are saying that we should not worry about the illness per se, but about how it's spreading mostly, mostly, right? That's what I understood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, why? This is an excellent question. So, for COVID-19, even uh, getting the infection, uh, even without any symptoms or uh, any uh, complications in the immediate uh, uh, period, there are uh, long-standing consequences which we are able to study. So, therefore, uh, COVID-19 was uh, a different scenario. But in monkeypox, the lesions are very uh, specific. They're very clear. Uh, the reason why uh, everybody is seeking uh, more awareness is uh, to, since this disease is going to be limited only to few individuals, it's better uh, left it that way. And in order to do that, we need to be aware what the symptoms are and make sure that we don't get infected. Um, There are a lot of misconceptions out there that there are only few high risk groups, uh, why everybody should be worried. It's not like that. Every human being who has a skin is at risk of getting monkeypox. The only difference is whether we come in contact with those who are infected or not. So only when you are aware that somebody is infected, you you can help them uh, by referring them to the healthcare facilities to get the proper isolation and uh, even treatment where required. Otherwise, uh, those who have the symptoms should isolate themselves by contacting the healthcare worker so that they don't spread to others. So limiting the spread is the goal of being aware. And uh, why we should understand monkey boxes? This is already the second public health uh, emergency of international concern after COVID-19 in a very short uh, period. Uh, is this the last uh, or has it been exacerbated only because of COVID-19? Uh, what's going to happen between COVID-19 and monkeypox uh, co-infecting same individual? We, we don't know answers to many of these questions and that's the reason we need to be careful, watchful. But that Will be done by the research community and the healthcare workers and professionals. Uh, as an individual, as a lay person, I should be aware uh, what these uh, lesions are, and if I get these, uh, what kind of symptoms I have uh, which can come within the ambit of monkeypox, and where should I contact, whom should I contact, and where should I get isolated. These are the questions that I should have clear answers to.
0: Okay. So, so in India, we've detected four confirmed cases, and one of who has no traveling history. As most epidemiologists say that you know there will be a lot of cases which are undetected, like in most diseases. And knowing our surveillance system, of course. So, so what what should I mean? You know about these undetected cases, if if at all there are any, what should be What should we be worried about?
1: I think there are a uh, few. Uh, attributes why cases are uh, not completely uh, well reported the way you would expect. One is definitely uh, in the areas where there is poor surveillance systems, uh, it will be probably difficult to pick it up. So that's a function of the surveillance system. The second attribute is in terms of uh, lack of uh, awareness. People themselves not knowing that it might be monkeypox, therefore they may not report. The third is because of stigma, uh, which is more uh, worrying. Uh, If uh, if you can recollect what happened in the early stages of COVID-19, with monkeypox, there are several labels or uh, the way it is being attributed to, which is causing more stigma and discrimination. Uh, Therefore, uh, improving uh, the knowledge and making sure that the communities are aware of this, there are higher chances of cases getting reported. But as an individual, uh, as a member of the family, I should be aware of whether myself or others or in our communities or in our friend circles have these symptoms because they will reach out to us or you will be observant to uh, find out these symptoms. And once uh, you find such things, uh, there should be uh, proper isolation uh, done also, in terms of reporting all of that, the government will uh, take care if you uh, contact the nearest health facility. I think at this stage, uh, I'll not be worried uh, even uh, with the missing cases because uh, it, as uh, we discussed, it's going to be self-limiting for some time. Although they might uh, are at higher risk of uh, spreading to others, but with more awareness and uh, reduced stigma, I think we should be able to tackle this.
0: I mean, just when you were talking about thinking that, you know, like people could mistake it for chickenpox and, you know, most people, I mean, including, I mean, I have, I never went to a doctor for chickenpox. So, like, you may not even report, I mean, because you think that it's self-limiting and you sort of isolate anyway. So, it could be happening like that in the community also, right? Yeah,
1: yeah it is possible uh, because of the skin lesions. Uh, if people would want to isolate either themselves or their family members, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, Uh, Overall, because it's mostly self-limiting, unless they have uh, uh, some immunocompromised uh, condition, which, of course, then requires treatment. But uh, isolation, per se, uh, although might be beneficial, uh, because it won't spread to others, people within the house, uh, especially the caregivers, uh, one of the ways in which monkeypox gets transmitted is, the contamination of clothes and other utensils that we share. So therefore, uh, there there is at least increased risk for few individuals around that uh, a person is infected. Uh, So awareness is the key. Uh, It it won't spread as uh, fast as COVID-19. At the same time, being aware and making sure that people get enough protection against getting infected from others is the key here.
0: Okay. So, I mean, uh, this is my last question. And, you know, the WHO talks about vulnerable groups in this context of monkeypox, with special reference to men having sex with men, okay, MSM community. Uh, We know what happened during the, in the beginning of HIV pandemic and, you know, how the gay community was gay six. I mean, whatever, one of the communities that was stigmatized was the gay community. Uh, how do we sort of straddle the delicate balance of not stigmatizing and yet providing useful information about this?
1: Yeah, one of the uh, powerful ways to do this is uh, to recognize that there are a few high risk groups and then provide uh, very specific messages uh, with the goal of empowering the communities. Uh, It's unfortunate that uh, only few groups are called as uh, the target for the disease, which is not true. As I said earlier, anybody uh, with skin and uh, with exposure to somebody who has monkeypox is at higher risk. It so happens that few people who are having such direct uh, skin to skin contact uh, be it uh, the gay community, lesbian, uh, transgenders, and many other uh, risk groups, they are at a higher risk. But there are also general population, including mothers uh, feeding children, uh, where both uh, skin-to-skin contact between mother and child is there, and also there is uh, uh, breast uh, feeding done. Uh, so we know that everybody is at risk. Uh, so right now uh, we should be uh, swaying away we should dissuade uh, people who want to call this as um, a sexually transmitted disease alone or it is only among only few risk groups and thereby uh, you know all of this will fuel more of misinformation and also uh, more of bias uh, we need to go away from this In order to do that, uh, we need to have uh, very uh, neutral messages, uh, which include the modes of transmission uh, and spreading the awareness about this, and then empowering the high-risk groups by working with them. And India is a shining example for how the NACO has implemented uh, the HIV and AIDS control strategies. Uh, And this is through uh, uh, strong partnerships with civil societies and the risk group communities directly, and thereby uh, we have had uh, great uh, control uh, within India. And the same example is followed in most countries. And since the active uh, participation of the civil society is necessary, we should be working uh, with them to strengthen the high-risk groups. And uh, by not uh, focusing only on uh, these high-risk groups, Uh, we should also have messages for the general population to decrease the stigma and uh, discrimination.
0: Yeah,
1: Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Please rate our podcast and leave a comment if you like it. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting A contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.